My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope for Monday, May 16th, 2022. And still no intro music because still no microphone and studio as I am in transit myself talking about the transits of Vedic Astrology. I am in Southern California now. I had an amazing road trip. I'll be sharing about that as well as the transits coming up this week. So we're in this massive turning point energy over the last two months and then through May. And it settles down a little bit. So I'll talk about all of the things going on, the big overview, a big picture of where we're at in the world. And personally is where I like to focus of what you can do personally to navigate all these transits. Of course, I'm talking about Vedic astrology, which uses the sidereal zodiac, which is very close to modern astronomy and constantly adapting with the precession of the equinoxes, the tilt and wobble of the earth. So it's not what you're going to hear from Western astrologers. If you're new to this podcast, go back through past episodes, check out quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart, and you may see that you have different signs in different places because that's exactly where they were on the day you were born. And you can validate that with astronomy. And that's what I follow, the sidereal zodiac, which is very close to the actual experience of us on Earth experiencing the universe as above so below so as these transits happen this week and through every week we adapt and change and experience different parts of ourselves and different parts of each other and some of the things that are happening right now mercury is retrograde since last week on may 10th mercury retrograde and stays there until june 3rd so it happens multiple times every year not a huge deal used to be that people think the sky is falling and you can blame all your problems on Mercury retrograde. But essentially, I really like this time. It's a time of going back over things of like, is this still working for me? Is it time to let this go? Is this project something I still want to focus on? Is there something incomplete in my life I want to complete? Is there some unfinished project, open loops, open communication cycles, things that need to be closed, handled and addressed, bills that have been piling up, all these things, especially to do with technology, communication, business, technology, uh, communication stuff like computers, phones, and such. If there's been any issues with those, it's a good time to go back, clear that up, clear out your old notes. If you just pile up notes in your notes app or files on your uh, email, so many people have like thousands of emails, you know, unread. Uh, if that works for you, great. But if you want to go back through that and clear it out, it can feel really nice and relieving and free up a lot of space to go forward after June 3rd when Mercury goes direct. Particularly, this is happening in Taurus. So anything especially to do with your finances, back taxes, things to do with your family, family assets, things to do with your food and diet, anything to do with your wealth, any jewelry, heirlooms, inheritance, things like that that you have, <clears throat> wills, Things that you need to address with all that is very important to do at this time, especially if it's something that's been in the works or things that have been unresolved for a while. Not the best time for starting completely new things in these areas. And that's where you get into this doom and gloom about Mercury retrograde because your thinking is in reverse. Your thinking is not as clear as it could be when Mercury is direct. Now, if you're born with Mercury retrograde, this might feel like you're in your element. If you're born with Mercury direct, most like probably 
you could generally say most people are as as far as odds and statistics most people would have mercury direct that this mercury retrograde time feels like there is difficulty going forward so if you have to sign any contracts make any business dealings anything like that that's totally new wait if you can if you can't wait that's okay if it's been in the works great but if you can get a second opinion or think about it or sleep on it great I'm here moving into Southern California, looking at houses and apartments and such, and things move very, very fast. <clears throat> and I'm aware I'm inside of the Mercury retrograde time and needing to make a decision of where I'm going to sign the contract. So I am doing my best to be aware of these energies and use things like alternate nostril breathing that helps direct the air element and prana so that we are more clearly thinking as best we can. As you probably know, I teach yoga and meditation, pranayama and all such things in quiet mind yoga. That's my other business. And I've been practicing that for a long time. So having something to clear your mind and think a little more clearly and more focused during Mercury retrograde helps a lot. If you have big decisions to make, postpone, delay if you can can't then pranayama and meditation and yoga helps a lot with clearing your mind so you can think a little more clearly that ends on again june 3rd inside of all that we are inside the eclipse season as well the eclipses are about big portals that we go through turning points in our life that affect us for a long time at least six months after the eclipse when you feel the effects how long do you feel the effects of the eclipse at least for the six months following, but it likely has ramifications for the rest of your life. Like these are big turning point moments of like, I had to decide, am I going to really move across country or not? Am I going to step into this different phase and chapter of life or not? And oftentimes it's a choice that you feel like, well, I could go here. I could go there. I could do this or that. Um, Either one is fine. I could see the pros and cons of either one. And that's when you go back to like the episode I posted before this about synchronicities, omens, any sort of messages or guidance from the universe that might be coming through of like this person you're talking to about this decision is like wearing a shirt that you had when you were a kid or using this phrase that you thought about a week before or quoting this movie you just saw yesterday or has this gemstone that you have at your house. You know, these kind of things, these are the kind of things that have led me to where I am now, of trusting the universe is guiding me and saying, hello, look over here. Here's this little signal and sign that like you're on the right path. And I personally feel the more in alignment I am in general, the more those things happen. And in alignment, I mean like, anatomically like being aware of my body you know doing yoga and movement practices i like to exercise go to chiropractor get acupuncture these things all help me feel like i'm in alignment like i'm tuned in to my frequency and then it's much more clear when i'm going out into the world making decisions interacting with things what feels in alignment with what is like really me and who i am and what's out of alignment so if you're having trouble deciding on something or understanding where to go with something, you might be a little bit out of alignment. It's not a big deal. It happens all the time. And with all the things going on around us, that's just 
the nature of going through the world <clears throat> where we experience something that throws us off a little bit or here's something that triggers an old wound or reactive pattern or we watch something like a you watch you know the more sensitive you get to this stuff you watch a scary movie and that could stay with you for months i watched the uh, the movie i think it was called the witch it's about a, a witch in the woods it was like the first scary movie i'd seen in like three or four years like two years ago and i was like yeah i, I got i can regulate my nervous system not a big deal i can watch a scary movie i'm not that sensitive right but i watched it it's like easy no problem then the next night it took me a day and i'm like waking up in the middle of the night like thinking about the scary movie and like a week a week later a month later i'm thinking about it when i wake up in the middle of the night it's like ah oh, that really stuck with me so these kind of things that can have a really strong imprint and impression like a scary movie or like a really dramatic show or being around a situation that's very intense that you don't have to be around. That stuff can imprint on your psyche and your consciousness and stay with you and throw you off your frequency, your alignment. And now you're kind of wobbly and not sure, like, do I want this? Do I want that? Do I feel this? Do I feel that? Uh, anytime you feel that sort of uncertainty or wobble, it's really important to come back to some sort of practice or some sort of thing that gets you back. Like for you, it might be walking in nature, taking a bath, reading a book, journaling, meditating, biking, whatever, archery, pottery, your craft. It's important to have that thing that you can come back to where it's like, ah, I'm back. This is me. This is what I, you know, I'm in my element. And uh, having that to come back to during all the, the turbulence of this time. So we just finished the lunar eclipse on Sunday, May 15th. That was the full moon. And the moon is in Scorpio, which is considered debilitated, which is a placement that I'll say the good side. A lot of people in like tech jobs have people who are very technical because Mars rules Scorpio. And it can make somebody very precise, cutting, working in IT, working in surgery, working in deep research. But it does get a bad reputation and it is an indicator that's in like some charts of serial killers and people who are very intense and dark and mysterious and secretive. Because the moon is the mind and emotions and it goes up and down, it waxes and wanes. It's in Scorpio, <clears throat> which is an intense place to be. Scorpio is all the secrets, the mysteries, the occult, the intensity of life. And I've got a lot of Scorpio stuff in my chart. I think it's what makes somebody understand astrology and psychology really well. I've always been fascinated with psychology and grew up interested. Like my mom was very interested in like serial killers and, and all that stuff. And uh, growing up in Minnesota, like there's... Uh, there's a lot of that in the Midwest. So it was like kind of in the culture and awareness of people. And there's like a sort of morbid curiosity or concern of like, what makes somebody like that, that I was always exposed to from my mom, but just myself as well. Like I was curious and interested of like, what makes somebody tick in general. But, you know, that's the kind of extreme end of that. So I thought I might want to be a lawyer or a psychologist or something, even as a little kid. Uh, I didn't realize astrology was even an option of being an astrologer. Uh, so obviously I'm really fortunate and grateful to be in doing this now in my field. 
But Moon and Scorpio is about understanding that stuff. It's about being curious and exploring and diving into the psychology of things. So you've likely been going through this portal yourself of like, what is going on under the surface? Might be you, might be your partner, family, friends. Uh, it might just be this underlying energy of like, what is going on under the surface? And it could be politics, the world, yourself. This curiosity, this inquisition, this like uh, inquisitive, inquisition is not the right word, <laughs> inquisitive nature. Uh, maybe there is an inquisition coming at you from somebody close to you, like your partner being wanting to really inquire, like what's going on, what's under the surface. And this can lead to some conflicts in relationship because Mars rules Scorpio again. So Mars is ruling the moon. The warrior is deciding what the mind and emotions are doing, which is going to be go to war, go to battle, compete, be right, win, dominate, and focus on an action and objective. So if you're focusing on goals and object objectives and actions and getting things done, this is probably a very productive time for you. And if you're working in like psychology or therapy or things that get at the, under the surface of things like in law, then this is probably a really powerful time. If you're working in like coding or IT, uh, information technology, working with computers, getting at the surface, un under the surface of what's deeper into uh, how this process works, that could be, this could be a really enriching time. And the eclipse is effect for six months. So these themes are coming up over the next six months, but they've likely been coming to a head for the last six months. And on top of that, they, these effects are profoundly felt in the six-week period around the eclipses. So the two weeks before the solar eclipse that we had on April 30th to the two weeks after that until the lunar eclipse on May 15th, and then the two weeks after that from May 15th essentially to the beginning of June. So all throughout May, you're in this field. And the solar eclipse, of course, was in Aries, also ruled by Mars. So this Mars energy, very significant. Uh, Mars uh, ruling Aries and is in Nakshatra of Barani for the solar eclipse, which has to do with your sexuality, what you're birthing into this world, and then just so fascinating of what comes into the public spotlight in the U.S. at least with abortion rights. And all that going on all, are all very much bar any kind of issues with the Aries energy of there's a big battle happening between the two sides of the issue. And it's intense and it's not very pleasant for anybody involved. And it's the Mars energy wanting to go to war emotionally. Now, on a personal level, this might be happening with your children if you have them or your creative projects some sort of conflict or internal conflict or struggle uh, what is wanting to be birthed in your process creatively or in your output or creative work or anything like that and now all the way through may 15th with the lunar eclipse in scorpio and vishaka vishaka is about accomplishing things so if you're focused on what actions can i take steps i can take in a direction towards a goal and be, you could say, aggressive about it. You could say, like, I'm going to be very focused. Like a warrior is very focused and precise. Like an archer, you aim 
and you shoot directly at the target, very focused and clear, helps a lot with the volatility of the lunar energy here, the moon in Scorpio. So if you're feeling all that volatility, conflict, debate, struggle, emotional struggle, it helps to have a target, a focus, a direction. What do you want to be creating? When you go into a fight with your partner or a loved one or someone close to you, it can really help to stop before you go further and just ask, what is my intention here? It's my intention to be right. It's my intention to make them wrong. It's my intention to just be really pouty and angry and you know, dig my heels in? Or is my intention to connect? to understand, to listen, to to hear them, uh, to to be understood, maybe, but doing that in a loving way, in a kind way of not like trying to, you know, push them to understand you and just hear me, that kind of thing. So this can be challenging. No doubt it can be challenging. It brings up a lot to the surface because the eclipses are turning points where the universe is essentially, yeah, sometimes I think about it like it's a portal opening up and we can walk through it like you see in movies sometimes. It's like now you're going into this new dimension. Or you could think of it like branching realities of like modern science and quantum physics can show like there's infinite potential universes, multiverses, where every choice you make, now you've branched off into another universe, essentially. And this is a choice point, a big one. You know, we make these choices every day, like whether you get up at seven or eight or 10, that is a branching point in this theory of the universe. But the eclipses are like big portals, big branches. It's like going onto a whole new limb of the tree, essentially, where it's like, are you going to go left or right? Are you going to stay still? And there's no right or wrong answer to this. But you can use things like the synchronicities, the universe kind of winking at you, go this way. You can use things like the omens of like, ooh, that feels real bad. Or there's like, why is there somebody standing there like that? That's super creepy. I'm not going that way. You know, that's a, an omen I've seen before. Or, or like uh, going somewhere and it feels amazing. And you like see like happy, smiling people everywhere. You know, it's really important to to not dismiss what you're seeing as mere happenstance or coincidence. Like if you go into a new environment and you're like, should I be here? And like you hear someone in the distance say yes, or, or, you know, those kind of things. It's like you're thinking about something and you hear someone in the just ambiance of the room or the place you're at say something that's relevant, but it's like, oh, that's just total coincidence. That doesn't mean anything. You're kind of dismissing the universe, which is always we're always in relationship with. So trusting those kind of things. So again, this is all about helping you clarify of like the universe is sending you on a direction and it's very, very personalized to you. I can't tell you what it is. No one can really tell you what it is. You know, so many people in my life like think moving to California is weird or like, why are you doing that now? Everyone's moving to Texas. It's like, well, you don't know the medicine I'm taking that I need, the universe is providing me. I don't know the medicine the universe is providing you. And it's the same thing, you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, and I moved to Austin from Minnesota. Nobody in my friend group or close to me thought that was uh, like it made sense. And it's just like I knew it's what I needed to do. And it was like the next thing for me. And 
there was about a bajillion experiences that I had in Austin I could have never anticipated or predicted. I didn't realize like being part of a nonprofit would be like such a huge part of that or that I would end up becoming a certified yoga teacher or astrologer or all the things that happened there. And I really don't know what's, I don't, I can't even really tell you exactly why I'm moving to California. Uh, I can give you some reasons that I think make sense to me, but it's just sort of rationalizing and justifying the intuition of which is like, this is the direction to go. And that's what the portal of this eclipse is about for you. Trusting that direction, the universe is saying, go this way. And on top of that, we've got Mars going into Pisces on today, as I'm recording this, Monday, May 16th. And Mars, the energy of action, drive, ambition that's been so influential over all this stuff, has been sitting with Saturn in Aquarius, which is about finding your unique expression of what is your unique action in the world, your place in the world. Saturn bringing the disciplines and the major life lessons that you need to do that. But now Mars moves on into Pisces, where it's very well placed. Pisces is ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter is like a general or leader, or you could the guru is the actual Sanskrit word for Jupiter. Guru is the name for that planet, the one who brings light into the darkness and leads and guides. And Mars, being a warrior, is very, very good at following instructions. So as your imagination, your dreams, your vision, your ideals lead you, you have the ability to take action and move in those directions. So, for example, for me, setting the vision of, like, what is the kind of feeling I want in my home, in my environment, where I want to be, got it, got the feeling, got the message, the intuition, the vibe, now, what are the actions I need to take? And the frequency of the universe is such that those actions become very obvious very quickly. So it becomes very easy to say, okay, uh, search on Craigslist, go to this place, talk to this person, look at that thing, uh, you know, send this application, sign this contract, handle these bills, handle this thing. It's very clear and obvious when I have the vision of what actions to take. That's the Mars and Pisces kind of energy that is possible for you right now to take action on whatever your vision is. Well, you might be thinking, well, I'm not so sure what my vision is. Well, that's okay because Jupiter is in Pisces. You can go back and listen to that episode and really all the recent episodes, the Jupiter, Saturn, and Rahu, and Ketu, because those are so influential over the next year and a half, in really two and a half years, uh, that you want to be coming from that perspective too, of like, what lights you up? What intuitively do you feel drawn to? And your Jupiter energy is going to be a big factor of this Mars and Pisces energy because Mars stays in a sign for about two months, roughly. So Mars will stay in Pisces from May 16th to June 26th. So just over a month there. And that gives you time to be in this energy I'm talking about of Mars being guided by this expansive growth-oriented growth mindset approach to things of what brings abundance into your life, what actions can you take that are creating more abundance in your life, and it will be a little easier to take those actions right now 
you'll feel this drive and ambition moving forward. Despite Mercury in retrograde, a little bit of pulling back, we've still got Sun in Taurus. That's some forward-moving energy, some stable energy, grounding energy that helps things out a lot. And then we're moving towards next week with Venus in Aries, ruled by Mars in Pisces. So this is phenomenal for your sexual relationships, sensuality, connection with your partner, romance, all the things to do with passion and relationships. And it can be intense. So all the things that have been happening recently with the intense energies also can show up a bit here. And there can be some escapist issues in relationships too, of like trying to escape from the relationship or using sex and romance and passion to kind of bypass difficult topics or the real issues in relationship. Uh, I, like I always like to address the positive, negative, and neutral possible expressions of everything because that's what our bodies, that's what the universe is made up of atoms, protons, electrons, and neutrons. So there's always a possible positive, negative, or neutral expression of every energy going on around us. And we get to choose which ones to focus on. Might not always feel like we have a choice, but that is the one choice we have. Which one do we focus on? Can't choose a lot of things. Most things are out of our control. But what we focus on, where we put our attention, is in our control. So as Venus goes into Aries next week, I'll talk about that and how you can work with it. And then Mercury is going to go direct. We'll get into the June horoscope coming up soon, which things stable out quite a bit, stabilize quite a bit. Uh, stable out, probably not proper use. Uh, we will have Saturn retrograde coming up on June 4th. So next month, Saturn is going retrograde in June. And then Jupiter goes retrograde the following month in July. So right now, a lot of forward motion especially up until the Mercury retrograde happened in the beginning of May. And I got a lot of my moving and all that stuff going uh, for myself. You know, that's how I'm working with it before May 10th. And now, okay, landed. And yes, I do have to still move forward. I have to make decisions. I've got to sign a contract very soon. Even though it's Mercury retrograde, you know, those things happen. So how do you work with it? Pranayama, clear your mind. Focus on what you want to create. Get in alignment. In alignment with your true self. That might mean sitting in nature, journaling, reading a book. Whatever feels brings you in alignment. Making music. You know, I, I, a little bit of a side note here. I was a musician for a long time. And that was my main thing. And from my teens on. And I started to realize a lot of my music was bringing me into alignment but with a darker part of myself, like the, the darkest part of myself, which I find to be really powerful and good to explore those things and understand your shadow and your psyche and your psychology and all that eighth house mysterious hidden stuff to go into it, to understand it, to befriend it, to not push it away or oppress it or deny it because then it just shows up in sideways things and you project it on other people and think that they're evil and they're so bad when really you haven't just looked at your own stuff. So that's where looking at the shadow is so powerful. 
And I did that a lot through my music. And I thought my music was a way to get into alignment. But it was actually kind of bringing me more into the negative expression of everything. And the dark side of everything. And being more pessimistic. Being more in my shadow in general. Uh, that, you know, my early 20s, I started to realize this when I was in a depression and just down all the time and really struggling. And I started to get really into yoga and meditation and all this stuff and deeper into astrology and finding great teachers who helped me, I wouldn't say, you know, get out of that, but to have a different relationship with it. So if you have something like that that brings you into alignment, but it kind of brings you a little bit off in a way like uh, deeper shadow work or maybe it's uh, some sort of artistic expression or some way of being maybe it's like journaling and you just end up complaining the whole time and bringing out your negative side that can be helpful to depersonalize it to get it out and not let it be stuck in your head that's great but you just want to be aware of it. what really does bring you into alignment and helps you feel like your best expression that you want to be expressing person you want to be and there actually was a part of me that wanted to be like this dark heavy artist with like all these problems and there's this sort of martyr uh ideal that was really popular in like the 90s like Kurt Cobain or Trent Reznor it's like oh the more they suffer the more real their music is the better their music is and I I kind of followed that philosophy to my detriment and I saw a lot of people follow that philosophy to their, uh, you know, really bad detriment, like drug overdoses and uh, all sorts of destructive stuff that people around me is like, okay, I got to get out of this. So I got out of that. Uh, but all that to say, it's like, you want to be aware of like, you know, what is really an alignment for you? And I think ultimately it's going to be in service to other people going to be towards your own growth and expansion and evolution and there's going to be a lot of synchronicities and messages from the universe that you're on the right path i didn't even talk about my dreams oh my gosh <laughs> if you're still listening to me rant a little bit here about synchronicities and what i talked about in the last episode i had this recurring dream that had to do with going to africa it seemed very arbitrary I almost tried to go to Africa for a volunteer thing like 10 years ago and I didn't do it, but that wasn't enough to have me dream about it. But I started having these dreams about it about a year ago, something to do with a flight to Africa. I wasn't on it or something to do with it. It was always a little bit different, but essentially I was not getting on this flight to Africa, but some other people were. And then all these circumstances led to me, oh, maybe I'm moving to Southern California now. Maybe that's the direction and then essentially to keep the story, the story short, the place where I'm staying now temporarily, they needed somebody to stay at their house while they go to Africa for a month. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, okay. So then now it all makes sense. And I couldn't understand why am I having this dream about Africa? What does this mean? What does this mean? And then that happened is like, it all makes sense now. You know, that was just one of the many synchronicities that happened that led me to be like, I'm in the right place at the right time. This is where I need to be going. And uh, I've always had this really interesting relationship with recurring dreams where they are major messages in my life. And I, I think I've touched on this in past episodes way back. 
but look at your dreams, listen to your dreams. Uh, your subconscious is trying to tell you something and maybe it's a premonition. Maybe it's a prediction. You know, there's, if you read Carl Jung's autobiography, he talks about having a dream of going to this specific room and this bookshelf. And then a few days later, his friend invites him to this place and he's finding that exact book, you know, that kind of thing. Your dreams have messages. I don't know why or how it's beyond me, but maybe it's a, a some sort of thing where time is nonlinear and you're experiencing that in the present moment and then it comes to be. Maybe it's uh, you're creating your reality because you think about it and then you find situations that make that reality. Whatever it is, it's important to listen to the synchronicities, the messages, the omens, the dreams. Let them guide you if you're having some trouble clarifying which direction to go with things. We go through this massive portal of transformation. And it's still two more weeks of lingering effects with this. And then we're setting up the stage for the next six months of big changes and some time to go back over things over the next few months with all the retrogrades coming up. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, check out quietmindastrology.com where you can schedule a reading if you want to know how to navigate the portals you're going through and the big life changes you're going through right now with all this stuff. Listen to the past episodes on this to get some more clarity and detail. But I can only do so much when I'm talking to everybody. So know that you're not getting your dashas. I can't do that on the podcast like this. I need to look at your chart. I can't give you aspects. can't give you all the cancellations. You might have something in your chart that completely cancels out everything I say about Saturn in your first house or wherever it is for you. So we've got to look at that together. That's what you can do in a reading. I look at your chart holistically and your D9, your evolution of your life, your, your progressions, what's going on in the next year of your life. Uh, help you make some decisions and clarity, get clarity on what's going on and patterns that are coming up. So that's what we do in the readings, quietmindastrology.com. You can also get your free birth chart if you don't have it already. Get your free birth chart. Go back through the past episodes on Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and K2 so you can get a clarity on what's going on in your life right now. And then schedule a reading if you want more detail. Stay tuned because in just a few months, the Vedic Astrology Mentorship will be opening enrollment this is my once-a-year program where we or I help you learn everything you want to know about Vedic Astrology so you can read charts, give great readings, and if you want, create a career being an astrologer. Get certified to be an astrologer. Yes, you can do it. And it's not as scary or as complicated as you might think. I wished this thing existed years ago, so I created it and would have saved me about six to seven years of figuring a lot of things out on my own. So I created a program to save you a bunch of time so you can learn all that. That's coming up in the near future. Not quite yet, but stay tuned. Listen to the podcast. Uh, get your free birth chart. You'll get updates about that. QuietMindAstrology.com. The Vedic Astrology Mentorship is just a couple months away. So looking forward to that. All right. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.